Callum Lee is the founder of Sporting Minds UK, a charity that provides one-to-one mental health support for young athletes. We spoke about his charity, the reasons for its starting, what they offer, and at this time, the particular challenges for athletes. Callum, welcome. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, so, as we start this off, um, I think the best thing to do is just, if you can, in a in a brief passage, explain what Sporting Minds is and what it does, and then we can go into a little bit of the background and the whys and the wheres and so on. Yeah, sure. So, Sporting Minds UK is a, uh, a new charity in the UK that raises awareness and provides support for the positive mental health in young sports people. Okay, so uh, how long has this been going on for, Callum? Uh, well, I came up with the idea in uh, September slash October of 2018. Um, but in terms of actually setting it up, um, the process to, to actually start it was in, um, I'd say, January of 2019. And then it's only really been in um, November uh, since we've had charitable status and been an actual sort of legitimate charity. So there's, there's, it's sort of, it's quite hard to say specifically, but I suppose for our charity uh, charitable status, it's, it's November. Yeah. Okay. So pretty, pretty fresh in that respect. Now I remember um, us having a couple of conversations in the the early times about the 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 plans yeah. and the direction um, and what i've i've found really interesting and i think from people viewing it from the outside is that what's being offered is something that there has been a real gap for um because there's always a, a an instinct that a lot of people have to want to do something to want to help people but it's where that can be placed to try and fit the need so what is it that sporting minds is able to provide for these young athletes that fits a gap that has has been there. Well, yeah, I, I think um, it's definitely that that one to one support that we offer. Um, we're we're very lucky to have a relationship with Booper Healthcare, um, who who provide that that one to one support. So, yeah, essentially, it's that um, you know private confidential uh, therapy almost that, that that we offer for free for athletes. Okay, so who is it that accesses that or can access it? So it's it's any young sports person, uh, and it's designed for for representative sports. So that is um, pretty much anyone who uh, is uh, looking to go into um, a, a career in sport, or currently is in a career in sport, uh, or has just come off a career in sport. So it's um, obviously we have to. Uh, you know, manage it sort of sport by sport because each sport's different. Um, but essentially, it's it's any sports person age sixteen to to thirty um, that is uh, either on their way to a career uh, in their sport or is um, sort of coming off it. Okay. Yeah. Now, what was it that that prompted you to? to first of all start thinking about this and now realise the ambition to provide this support for people? Because I'm sure 
people yeah. who are listening would think, yeah, actually, what is available for people who are encountering difficulties in that area? Or was there something particular that prompted you to make this intervention? Yeah, so I um, I was on the academy in Worcestershire, so played a lot of cricket pretty much all my life. Um, and then I finished school, finished my A-levels, um, and went into that sort of summer where you, you finish school, um, you're playing cricket, you know, pretty much four time, four times a day, um, and started going through some mental health issues during that uh, that summer. Um, and then on top of that, my cricket wasn't really going well, uh, and I, I found that I was really struggling. Um, and when I actually went through the the support system that was offered to me, um, and actually when I looked into the the specific organisations that offered. Um, you know, direct support for athletes, I, I couldn't really find much. Um, and so that was essentially what what um, prompted me to, to start it in, in, in my gap year because I, I sort of thought if there's nothing around to do it, then if, if, if there is an opportunity, um, you know, it would be quite, um, quite interesting, quite fun and also quite essential if I um, tried to make it myself. Yeah. So when you encountered your own difficulties there um, and then the, the, the times where you've spoken to people across lots of different sports in, um, in, in response to that, would it be fair to say that the support that is offered in the area of, of, of mental health is quite mixed? So there'll be some places where they, they have things done really well, some places where it's not so well and there's an inconsistency. Yeah, I think I, I mean I think so. It, it's something that changes from sport to sport. I'd say cricket's probably um, I'd say leading in, in terms of sports that have in recent years, um, you know, I mean, taken it sort of to the forefront. Um, there, there are support systems out there that I've that I've seen um, across sport, but I think there's definitely always more to do, especially with these these issues. Um, a lot of the times the, the support systems are there, but the encouragement to use them uh, isn't necessarily there. So sort of both have to go hand in hand. Um, and, you know, e- even if our support systems can complement other support systems, um, I think that's still very useful. Yeah, I, I absolutely right. And I, I think it's a weird thing, even in a, a sector like the like the um the health and well-being area there can still be elements of people being quite precious about what they have when in actual fact it would be brilliant if we had some form of marketplace where things can fit individuals as they as they wish now when you've when you've been working across the the different sports what have you found that that individuals say in terms of what's prevented them accessing support or when they've reached sporting minds um how long have they left it um i'd say um a lot of the issues come around sort of selection um that's the thing i've found that's that's been the biggest um sort of barrier to the athletes reaching out to get support it's obviously um you know there's there's that stigma around mental health in sport about it being a weakness and it hindering selection, um, and so I'd say that's the, probably the biggest the biggest thing in sport at the moment. Um, yeah, and then um, a lot of the sort of issues that that 
that we get, um, you know, are are sort of related to anxiety, um, a lot of sort of performance issues around nerves, um, a, a, a lot around confidence. Um, but yeah, definitely that 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 first initial barrier seems to be, you know, not wanting to appear weak or not wanting to appear like um, there's something wrong with the athlete that the coach can then say, well, oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick them for that reason, which, I um, mean, you know, as as we know, that isn't a reason to to actually, um, you know, not select a player. It's it's starting to now become a, uh, a strength rather than a weakness, but there's still that stigma attached to it. So that's you know in part what we're trying to to get rid of. Yeah, and being outside, being a, a an external organisation can can I'm sure make a difference in it being something where they can speak with in complete confidentiality there's no no element of that being related to um to selection or anything like that so yeah. as 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 well as selection which of course is going to dominate people's thoughts and at that particular age group that that you've just come out of where there's decisions being made not just about whether you're playing that week but about what your future in the sport is going to be what else comes across as being common factors in in stresses that contribute towards mental health problems apart from select just selection um i'd say a lot of the issues come around uh i mean personally i've seen a lot of identity issues around this sort of subject um so you know for example young athletes having their whole image being um you know their whole sort of character being defined by their sport and then when it starts to um you know not go well or they start experiencing mental health issues that 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 start to hinder their performance um they almost feel like a a, a big part of their identity gets lost and that's one of the things we've tried to to work on with athletes um, is almost sort of getting rid of the idea that you're, you know, a a sportsman 100%. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I know you've talked about it. It's healthy having a, a a balanced lifestyle as much as you can, and not seeing yourself just as, you know, a, a tennis player or just as a footballer. Um, so I'd say there's 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 a lot of identity issues around, um, you know, elite sport, representative sport. Uh, and how much that can that can come into someone's life, especially a young, um, yeah, a young athlete with things like social media. You know, some of the lifestyles that the professional sports uh, people live at the moment. You know, especially in football. Um, so yeah, I'd say probably around identity is another another big one. Mm. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? We're people work in other areas and they would perhaps consider their day job as one thing but then they'd have their hobbies their family other networks in sport we even as fans are guilty of just thinking of the person as the athlete and the performer and the person who is required to do things to entertain us and not really look at the other side of it and and especially if someone's aspiring to be for example a rugby player footballer a cricketer if they put all their efforts into that if that doesn't come off that can be a really difficult um really difficult thing to deal with so in terms of what's offered What's offered through the the support with Boopa and, and so on? I, I'm assuming that's very much based around the individual's requirements. So something is put together as a bit of a package for them. Yeah, so it, it, it's completely tailored from individual to individual. So you know, for example, 
um, Young Athlete will um, inquire through our website um, and then we'll refer that off to Booper, work with Booper and then um, essentially you'll get a, a free um, confidential phone call where Booper can then assess you and then after that a, a 12 session plan will be drawn up that's specific to your needs um, out of the range of professionals that, that, that Booper have. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really tailored to the individual and there's no sort of set uh, plan put in place before the individual inquires. So um, pretty much every mental health issue or every problem, uh, I, I, I think we're able to, to deal with as specifically as we can. Excellent. Now, you've mentioned across the, um, the work that you've done is in multiple sports um, your background, yeah. particularly in cricket, but I've seen lots from from other areas of it. Is it? it, it you've said earlier that it's a lot about selection and uh, an identity. Is there a particular area where you're seeing more re- referrals from, or is that spread across the different sports that you have contact with? Uh, at the moment, it's been really spread. Actually, um, I remember that the first two inquiries we ever had were one was from a, a footballer and one was from a dancer. So you know, a, a, a big range in sports. There hasn't been necessarily a, a concentration of inquiries from one sport. It, it has been around various different ones. Which um, yeah, that's that's something I'd stress that we we cover every sport. Um, it's not just the main ones. But yeah, at, at the moment, it's been pretty pretty spread. It hasn't really been focused on one particular sport. Okay, yeah, that is something to consider. Because sometimes, uh, definitely with our, our cricket backgrounds, Callum, people would often point to cricket and say, oh, there can be some particular stresses that are related to that because yeah, of the, yeah. the demands of it. Um, but it is, it, it is important to notice that there might be different different aspects in different sports but there's things that are common ac- across all of them and anyone can have an, an, an issue or, or an engagement with a problem within that so when we talk about uh, about your outreach across all these different sports this is within the focused in the UK um, is yeah. there anything that that over your your time of, of researching and um, and looking at your model that you've drawn in from it from uh, examples or, or evidence from elsewhere in the world because I've often looked over to the United States and, and Australia for how they do things which can often be a lot more um, direct and upfront than maybe we do it in England. So is there any a, any evidence or examples that you've drawn from elsewhere? Yeah, uh, good, good question. Um, I'd say in terms of the sort of our initial plan with, as you said, like outreach and really getting out there. I'd say a lot of the, um, not necessarily from other uh, mental health organisations overseas, but I've, I've looked at different uh, brands and businesses uh, in the UK um, on sort of how they uh, how they do their sort of marketing, how they do their outreach on social media. So, for example, like Gymshark, quite a sort of local business to where I live that's gone sort of internationally. Um, I've taken a lot of what they've done with their their social media marketing, how they use their um, ambassador athletes, um, and then I, I, I almost sort of borrowed that uh, and then put that into Sporting Minds and, and sort of created that little like um, 
sort of influencer but for a good cause mm. uh, type thing so that's that's probably the biggest thing I took from another organization it, it wasn't a, an international organization um, in terms of you know from overseas but um, yeah that's that's something that I took from from Gymshark that like uh, athlete ambassador type role mm. um, so I found that that really serves as, as a good way to to try and get people to to listen because it's it's all well and good, you know, me saying, oh, I'll do this and that. Um, but uh, I, I found that it was a lot more beneficial when, uh, I mean, as, as I know you do, when uh, you get the, the pro cricketers, uh, you know, endorsing the message and things, it, it, as you know, it, it, has, it has a real impact on um, especially people that, that look up to them. Yeah, it can reach people where maybe just, yeah, ourselves as individuals can't. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's... The whole, this whole thing is about just giving different people their own way of, of, of advocating it and just a little phrase that they use might be able to connect with someone a little bit more more closely. So in terms of your, your ambassadors there, um, what, what's their, their role as, aside from this, the, the initial publicity? Is there any plans to try to get them engaged with the work a bit further? Yeah, I mean that's that, that's the plan. We want them to be engaged as possible. I mean, we've uh, we started to do more um, around them in 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 media. Um, you know, so for example, when we get inquiries to to talk about different subjects, like we have this week around you know coronavirus, um, we're really keen at the moment to to use our ambassadors to get them sort of speaking out in the public. Um, so uh, I mean, especially in that that sector of raising awareness, they're pretty much the key players for it. So we're really trying to get them in, as involved as possible. And that sort of stems from, as I said, media to, um, you know, creating sort of video content for us. Uh, even in the past, we've put a couple of the ambassadors in touch with, um, you know, some of our followers that have, that have experienced mental health issues. Um, so the, the, ambassador, the ambassadors have been pretty crucial, really, in the, the early stages of the charity yeah and that's great utilization like you say positively to influence things we can get quite yeah. carried away with social media and how it can have detractions but it's a great platform to connect people so using a message like yours positively through this it, it rejuvenates what the whole the whole point of your instagrams and, and twitters and everything are and um, yeah definitely I suppose we, like I was saying to someone I, I was speaking to last night, we can't really talk about anything at, at the moment without making reference to coronavirus and, and the impact that it's having upon people. How has that affected the work that Sporting Minds do? Yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting one, actually, because everything sort of just has escalated so quickly. Um, essentially, we've, we've seen a, a rise uh, in increasing... Um, in our inquiries and so i mean i'd say probably similar to to you um the the sort of need for our cause has increased as you know these massively uncertain times for athletes um but then again sort of coming at it from like a sort of business point of view a lot of our fundraising events have been cancelled um so i mean as a charity relying on those social gathering events we've seen a lot of um a lot of yeah fundraising and, uh, and donations pretty much go out the window so it's, it's quite a tricky one at the moment we're trying to sort of work around it um but yeah we've we've seen um a, a 
fair few more inquiries and we're actually um, looking to uh, extend our support to a wider range of people, uh, to a wider range of young athletes during these times because they're so, um, so you know, almost a thing for, um, especially for cricketers, uh, you know, and tennis players that, that play in the summer in the UK. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely looking to um, extend our support to as many people as possible um, and just try to work around the, uh, all those cancellations of, of fundraising. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose one of the, the, the benefits of your model is that with the referrals to, to Bupra in the way that they happen, there can be limited impact on that to happen with, with, with the use of, say, the, the phone interview yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think as we look out and we think about almost every area of our, our lives being impacted by not being able to, to see people and have those those face-to-face connections and actually I, I just hadn't thought about yeah fundraisers being impacted by it and the ability to to yeah. still continue with what you what you're doing going forward um as we finish what would you say is the 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 best things that the the the, the athletes that you that you work with or a, a potential audience for you what's the best things that they can be doing at the moment when there is this uncertainty going on yeah, I mean, it's it, again, it's pretty much out of everyone's control, isn't it, at the moment, especially for, for cricketers. Um, we know athletes are sort of almost creatures of habit, really. They love their routine. They're very driven people. Um, I, You know, at, at the moment, there's not much you can do other than, than stay fit, do the sort of little training that you can, um, and, you know, potentially just redirect your energy somewhere else for the time being. I've already seen a couple of uh, cricketers start new things, uh, you know, whether that's like a, a sort of side business or a blog. Um, <clears throat> so I'd say to a, to, to a certain extent, that sort of redirection of energy, rather than constantly thinking, oh, you know, I can't play my sport, I can't play cricket, you know, just, just redirecting that, that focus to something else, um, I think it'd be quite beneficial in these times. Mm. Um, and that way you can actually sort of try and see it as a positive um try and see it as an opportunity rather than um a negative mm, yeah you're not wrong there i think that's a sound piece of advice and that aspect of routine is something that i keep seeing come up where people's routines have been thrown out so wherever possible try to keep yeah. to a routine even if it's a new one and um i like that idea of redirection of energy i think everyone could look to see what opportunity is being offered by this um as you go along um so when this all when this is all over whenever that is what's the the game plan for sporting minds over the the next months or years well, we just want to continue to, to ramp up as, as much support as we can in terms of the one-to-one uh, support that we offer. Uh, but we also offer training courses. Um, at the moment, uh, we're not too sure what that's going to look in the next couple of months, obviously, because, you know, unless they're online, training courses are, you know, a social gathering to some extent. But we're going to be looking to offer um, a lot of training courses for, um, that'll be for, for coaches, for staff members, uh, for captains uh, in various sporting organisations and teams and that's with a, a company called Be Empowered UK um, and we're also um, going to look to just keep uh, trying to work with uh, as many sporting bodies as we can so for example we're, we're going to be reaching out to 
to all the cricket counties in the next couple of weeks, basically offering our, our free services. Um, we're you know, going to be offering our services to um, the British Athletics Commission um, and, yeah, just, just try and work as, as close as you can with as many sporting bodies, uh, as many football clubs, as many cricket counties, basically just, just offering those those free services because it's, it's there for them to use um, and hopefully we, we see them take the opportunity. Yeah. Well, good for you, Callum. It's making a difference to people already. And I think in these difficult times, your energy at keeping things going on is going to have a real impact positively for people to help them get through it. So uh, appreciate your time, mate. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. No, no worries. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it.